You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. Now, it has also been uh, reported that the Prophet had a special stamp, seal, khatam, to seal his letters. So this happened year six where the Prophet took a khatam, a special seal, in order to seal the letters. The companions told him, Ya Rasulullah, you have to come up with a seal because kings only accept sealed and official letters. If you don't seal a letter, they're not going to take it seriously. So you need to come up with your own official seal like stamp. What did that stamp look like? It was a ring. Now some dubious claims, let me show you some claims in the book Works of Sira, of course we're going to reject that, about the ring. Some claims in the works of history and hadith state that the Prophet had a ring made from gold to be his stamp and then he'd engrave his name on it. Some companions followed him, they're like, oh, if the Prophet is wearing a ring made from gold, let's also wear a golden ring. Next day, Jibra'il descends and he tells the Prophet you can't wear that ring. This is gold and it's haram for men, for the men of your ummah to wear it. So the Prophet stopped wearing it and those companions followed suit. Then the Prophet says, let me have a ring made from silver. And then he wrote on it, Muhammad Rasulullah. Three words, Muhammad Rasul. Allah. Now normally when you write three words on three lines, what do you start with? Muhammad, then the next word Rasul, Allah. But the Prophet doesn't want the word Allah to be at the bottom. So how does the Prophet have it engraved on his silver ring? You know like you have the ring, you can have an engravement on it, right? That's where it was engraved on it. The Prophet has the word Allah come first and then Rasul in the middle and then Muhammad at the bottom. And that shows his humbleness before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if you wanted to read the stamp of the Prophet, you had to start from down going up. Muhammad Rasulullah. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad Iwani. Do we accept this claim that initially his ring was made from gold? No. Some of our scholars have disputed that. And you know, the, the, our scholars say the Prophet would not do anything out of his own opinion. You know, anything he does, he makes sure it's in line with Sharia. And secondly, the Prophet would not spend on himself. You know, during these years, six and seven, there were days, remember Khandaq was just like a year before that. Fatima would say, the Prophet for three days, he would go without a single grain of rice entering his stomach. Three days eating nothing. Where did he get all this gold from? So that tells you these are dubious claims. It's, it's unlikely he had all this personal money to make a golden ring for that. Now, many people ask this question. Let's briefly address it. Why is gold haram for men? Many people, it's a very common question these days. Of course, Allah knows the real reason, but what can we conclude? So there is some scientific basis for it. Basically, um, women, because of their cycle, they lose certain types of blood cells. 
Gold has been proven when it touches the skin, it actually helps regenerate cells, blood cells. So that's healthy for them. For a man, it's detrimental to their health. It's not good. Because if you have too many blood cells in your bloodstream, that has negative consequences. So there could be a scientific basis. There's also a social basis. Okay, so it's a sign of richness. But women can wear it. They're allowed to show their richness. <laughs> yes, maybe that could be a point. But like a diamond, it's not haram to wear. Why, why is it haram to wear a gold? One analysis from scholars is that Islam historically wanted to keep a clear line between men and women. You have different gender roles. Don't mix them. Something that historically has been feminine, usually women wear it, you men don't wear it. We don't want to blur the lines because then like today you have all these gender issues and unlimited genders and confusion and identity crisis and then the whole LGBTQ and then next year the whole keyboard. So that's the problem. That's the problem that you have. Islam says, look men, don't look like women. Don't dress like women. Gold, that's for women. Pure silk, that's for women. It's haram for you to wear it because we don't want to blur these <laughs> gender lines. Keep the woman having their own standard, and you have your own standard. So this was also um, another objective that some of these laws served. Yes. Now there's, there's a discussion among scholars about the earrings. First you have al-hukm al-awwali, the primary ruling, and then we have al-hukm al-thanawi, the secondary ruling. The primary ruling in and of itself without considering social factors, is it mustahab or no? We have hadiths that it's mustahab for boys, infants who are born, to have their ears pierced. In fact, we have hadiths the Prophet did that to Imam Hassan and Hussein, peace be upon them. However, here's the question. Is it mustahab just to have their ears pierced? It serves maybe some reason we don't know about. Or to have earrings. This is not too clear from our hadiths. So you'll find scholars who fall in two categories. Some of them they say what's mustahab is just to pierce the ear, ears of the newborn infant. And that's what the Prophet did. But not to put earrings, there's no evidence of that. Some scholars they say no, you know, when it, say, when it says that their ears are pierced, that means, you know, it's mustahab to have an earring for them. So yes, I'll be honest with you, there are some who might say, maybe a minority of scholars, that it is mustahab to have earrings. But most scholars have not accepted that. What they have accepted is just piercing the ear. That is mustahab, but not to have an earring. Remember, that's the primary ruling. What is the secondary ruling? The secondary ruling, if wearing an earring in a society is considered purely feminine and it's considered inappropriate, it's haram to wear it. That becomes libasil shuhra. We have hadiths that prohibit men or any person from wearing clothing or having an appearance that's reprehensible in society. So today, honestly, if someone wears that, it's not appropriate. You get associated with different types of groups and you don't want that. So a mu'min needs to avoid that. So the Prophet then had that stamp and the Prophet would also date his letters. He'd put the date. And what date would he use? Which calendar? Solar, 
lunar, the Hijri. He would go by the Hijri date. So if it was year six of the Hijrah, and the Prophet is sending a letter to Qaisar, he would date it year six of the Hijrah. And that showed these other nations that Muslims have their own system. They have their own calendar. It gave them strength. Now, not that they would teach him, but some of them made the suggestion, you know, that you're writing the letter, these kings have seals. So maybe they just mentioned it, and the Prophet, you know, he did know from Allah, this is, this is a good idea. So not that, he, not that he was following their instruction, but they made the suggestion, and maybe the Prophet already knew that this would be a good idea. You know, sometimes someone does something, he's already planning to do something, and you tell them. So that, that is a possibility. Or maybe the Prophet came up with this and then later history attributed it to the companions. <laughs>